Hi, my name is Jillian Coleman, and I am your host for Tinker Talks, a new podcast that touches on all things Tinker. Are you curious about what goes on inside the gates? For this episode of Tinker Talks, we're sitting down with part of the 72nd Airbase Wing Health Promotions team, Wendy Knowles and Laura Crowder. Welcome, welcome. So we're starting a new calendar year, which typically brings new goals, new resolutions, changes, things like that. Um, I want to pick your brains a little on how vital health promotions is, but before we get into all of that, um, we like to get to know our guests a little bit better. So if each of you would um, introduce yourselves and explain your role on this base a little bit better, that would be great. Good morning, Jillian. (laughs) I'm Wendy Knowles, and I am a registered dietitian, and I've been here on Tinker for about 11 years. As a nutrition manager, I run the nutrition programs, and I'm also, as a registered dietitian, I see patients through the medical group who need medical nutrition therapy. Okay. And you, Laura? And I am Laura Crowder, the health promotion manager. I'm a master certified health education specialist, and I focus on sleep optimization and also tobacco treatment. I do work with some of our active duty population that are wanting to quit tobacco or relapse prevention. So I do see patients as well, but mostly in the squadrons and doing some prevention. It's pretty robust responsibility, I would say, for both of you. Um, So Laura, health promotions touches on various areas that pertain to our quality of life. I know that's a big thing that you guys um, focus on. In a military environment, that's especially important, I would say. Um, So what are some key points or some focal points that you guys have that you really try and encourage or practice with our, our airmen? So Air Force Health Promotion, we have four core areas. They are nutrition, physical activity, sleep optimization, and tobacco cessation. So let's just start with a pretty obvious one, which I'll start with you, Wendy, um, is nutrition. I think everyone always thinks of nutrition and physical activity as two of the big ones. Um, So it's important to teach our airmen how to fuel their bodies properly so it's not just about how they can work their bodies and become physically fit, but they also have to have the right nutrition in their bodies so that they can serve and accomplish the mission to the best of their abilities. Um, What kind of programs do you run or do you offer to provide the education for the nutrition piece? Well, we have a a course called Better Body, Better Life that is uh, designed to be an eight-week course. And it, it is primarily for the active duty So I work primarily with the active duty when it comes to one-on-one appointments or with the classes. On briefings, I can do those to units, no matter the population of of the unit. And then a a lot of my job is kind of behind the scenes working on policy change and procedure changes that really would impact the entire environment on Tinkers. So those are kind of things you don't see, but working with the DFACT to get healthier foods in the Mm -hmm. DFACT, working with Burger King to get better posters surrounding, you know, good nutrition, those kind of things. So those are things that affect the overall environment. Um, but our classes are primarily for the active duty. Okay. Um, and I know you've told me in the past a big priority of yours is focusing on being proactive in all of this approach rather than reactive. Reactive. So, for instance, you don't want airmen to come to you just because they failed a PT test or they're struggling. They want You want airmen to come to you because they want to have that knowledge and that awareness of what to put in their bodies or what's best for them. Um, 
things like that. So they don't want to make the mistakes before they really become bad habits. How have you been able to change or how have you been able to work toward changing that whole mentality of having more of a proactive approach? It's definitely a little challenging <laughs> with some of the uh, younger and older generations, some that don't have the habits yet and some that do. Um, I work with FTAC to introduce good nutrition to the young airmen as when on their, during their first term airmen uh, training. Mm -hmm. We also work with the uh, PTLs, so they are you know the first line supervisors during the physical fitness piece of uh, component, and so I help them uh, understand the importance of nutrition and fitness because they're teaching fitness, but I want them to recognize the importance of nutrition as well. We're working now too with the units. Um, they're doing mock testing, okay. and if someone's failing a mock test, they actually are in, uh, sent over for us to assist them prior to actually failing a real test, which is very, very proactive, and that they're being put through our classes prior to actually failing a real PT. So the mock test is starting to become very popular, and they're yeah. using that as a tool to help them understand if they need tr additional training or services. That's nice. That would be a, a good resource to know about for sure. Um, Okay, so switching gears a little bit for you, Laura. Um, nutrition is huge. We, we know about all of the nutrition and physical activity um, that we'll touch on a little bit more also, but something that is often forgotten about is sleep. And you've kind of talked about sleep optimization, but what is the right amount of sleep we should aim to get each night? All right. Well, the um, National Sleep Foundation just did an audit earlier this year. It was a longitudinal study for 10 years, and they came out and said any adult ages 18 to 64 still needs seven to nine hours of sleep. And that seven to nine hours of sleep is going to give you optimal physical and mental performance. Sleep is a vital indicator of our overall health and well-being. However, um, most of the active duty population that I see, it's about five to six hours is what they get, which is why we focus on sleep optimization. Mm -hmm. So how to get good quality sleep, mm -hmm. even if it's not gonna be that seven to nine hours. Gotcha. So it's easier said than done. Like, hey, yeah, I'll just aim to get seven to nine hours or I'll aim to get eight hours. Um, that can be unrealistic, whether you have you know, family or a job that keeps you up or you just don't sleep very well. So do you have any tips that you can offer us that can help either get us in the groove of a better routine or something that can help us really optimize the sleep that we are getting? Routine is huge. Actually setting up a bedtime ritual, kind of like when we were kids, um, setting that up um, is really important. And that's not just during the work days, but also on weekends or holidays, still making sure that you're staying with your sleep schedule. Um, one way to determine if what your sleep schedule should be, um, sleep.org has a really cool new tool that's a bedtime calculator. So whatever your goal is for sleep, it may be seven, eight, nine hours, maybe it's five hours, you put that in and then you put down when you need to wake up. So you know when you need to be at work, so what time do you need to wake up? Mm -hmm. Then it counts back for you what you need to do for your sleep, so by then it'll say, okay, at this time is your bedtime. Interesting. And then from there, one of the things that really helps with sleep optimization is add an additional two hours to that, so that two hours is getting you geared up for bed. 
So that's when you'd want to make the lights a little bit lower, making sure the temperature is an optimal for your sleep, okay. that you're limiting your screen time, mm -hmm. that you also spend about 30 minutes doing something that you enjoy that's relaxing. So that way your work day is kind of over and it helps you to get ready for bed and kind of calming yourself. If you have trouble falling asleep because you're hungry, um, about 60 to 90 minutes before doing something like a light sleep inviting snack, you know, um, oatmeal with blueberries and almonds would be an example. Um, journaling is another one. So if you have a lot of things that are on your mind and you have that racing instead of falling asleep, mm -hmm. doing a journaling or just writing down what those are and making those priorities for the next day, um, setting up so you know what your uniform or what clothes you're gonna wear, right. have that all ready for you so that way you can actually get into bed. And within about 15 minutes, you should be sleeping. Sounds so easy. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, Wendy, so I know that she couldn't be here today, but you work closely with our exercise physiologist, Tracy Furman. Um, so can you help explain her role and the role physical activity plays in our overall health? Um, I don't know if there's any myths you could address to put to bed or if you want to just kind of talk about um, your relationship working as a nutrition program manager and how that has such a big impact with your physical activity as well. Sure. Um, well, we're very lucky here at Tinker to have an exercise physiologist on staff. Um, most spaces no longer have that position. So the benefit our airmen have is that they can actually work out, not just read a manual on how to do something, they can actually have someone help um, structure their run appropriately, show them the appropriate way to do a sit-up that's, that's a little easier to get done, mm -hmm. you know, rather than putting all the effort out doing it the most effective way mm -hmm. uh, to be able to pass the test. I think one of the myths out there that exists is that, you know, you really only need to, to do it once a year and you, if you pass it, you're good to go, mm -hmm. but it, you really have to practice it. The only way to really be efficient at getting through the PT test is practice. Mm -hmm. um, Interestingly enough, it's our younger airmen that aren't passing the PT test, not our older airmen. They are more skilled and understand what it takes to, mm -hmm. to keep the effort up and get past that PT test. So our airmen between 18 and 24 are the ones that are failing the most. So it's, it's really making sure that they understand that they've got to get those healthy habits to start with. Right. And sleep effect, or sleep, so if physical fitness affects everything, including your sleep. It's one of the mm -hmm. things that helps with sleep. So yeah, sure. trying to really promote that. Uh, another myth I think that exists is that if they are on the uh, heavier side, that exercise will help them lose weight. But we really know that uh, eating is more important than exercise mm -hmm. when it comes to weight loss. Mm -hmm. So 80% of weight loss is about what you put in your mouth and not so much exercise. So right. those that have waistline issues really have to focus primarily on the nutrition, especially if they're able to accomplish the rest of the test. Uh, and it's just getting them to understand where they really need to focus on that part. But yeah. Yeah. Exercise is very, very important for overall health in general. And I know something that I've heard airmen say before, not only is Tracy very knowledgeable and <laughs> a, a tough um, a tough instructor to have, but she helps with things like stretching and um, having the right techniques to warm your body up and cool your body down, Absolutely. which is a big part of taking care of yourself and making sure you're not getting injured or um, anything like that. So it's another preventative measure that I, I know she does really well with. So the last facet I wanna talk about um, before we close is tobacco cessation. So I know the base has a lot of initiatives that encourage our airmen to quit smoking, 
um, or to stop using tobacco products as a whole. But Laura, this, this is probably a, a pretty big challenge um, for you just with the magnitude of the population, um, both numbers and ages. So can you talk a little bit about the challenges that you, you deal with and how you can work past that? Um, some of the challenges when it comes to tobacco is it is somebody's personal, um, whether they want to quit or not. Mm -hmm. So I've learned in the eight years that I've been here at Tinker um, working with the tobacco cessation program is you're more likely to quit and be successful with that quit if you want to. And it has to be something that it's them personally. Mm -hmm. It can't be for a loved one. It can't be because the doctor's yelling at them mm -hmm. about why they need to quit. So um, one of the things that I do in my one-on-one -on -one consults or I do briefings and classes is really looking at what is their reason for quitting if it, and finding out what that is to help them and give them the tools necessary. Maybe they don't want to quit. And one of the things that I've been doing is meeting them where they are. Mm -hmm. So maybe they're not quite ready to quit, but maybe they want to cut back. So they're used to smoking a pack a day and maybe with the ops tempo of the squadron or the stress level or peer pressure, whatever it may be, that's bringing the military member to use tobacco that they can actually cut back to where they are happy with that one pack. So then I can also give them those tools. So eventually when they're ready to quit, they've already learned that, hey, I can cut back, mm -hmm. you know, the 10 cigarettes and I survived. It um, can be more of a progressive thing rather is. than a cold turkey. And, right, and then I also do the same thing for those that use smokeless tobacco products. I actually have a tea or a mint leaf alternative, so that way they can start to cut back. And that helps them a lot um, when they're ready to completely quit. Vaping is a challenge, um, <laughs> partly because there's all kinds of different flavors out there. There's a lot of information that says that it's healthier for you. Um, more and more research is showing that probably not. Right. <laughs> um, the other thing with that is it's whatever their, their goal is. So if their goal is to completely quit tobacco and nicotine, um, vaping doesn't always do that for people. So also bringing that knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, I do that through a few different of the campaigns throughout the year, like the Great American Smoke Out, which is in November, Great American Spit Outs in February, Kick Butt Day with Youth in <laughs> March. So um, being able to do that. And I've also started to do some messaging campaigns in the designated tobacco use areas, so where they're at, um, being able to get a little bit of knowledge so if they're interested in reducing or quitting, where their resources are available as yeah. well. It sounds like just as an overall, um, an overall token from this conversation is that you guys provide so many resources and a lot of it is just equi equipping the airmen with the knowledge of, of um, nutrition or tobacco cessation or sleep, like some people just don't know. And so sometimes it's, it's nice to have people there to kind of give them that little nudge. Um, but wrapping up, we're about to kick off another new year. So what, what can you really leave our audience with um, to encourage a better body, better life? Or what kind, of, um, what kind of things do we have planned for January or February or sometime in the new year that that we can look forward to? Well, we're working with the community action team and we're health promotions being highlighted in January. So we're planning on getting out, getting the word out, 
really the education and marketing materials to understand how they can make a better choice. Recognize that when they drink a soda, it's 16 cubes of sugar rather than you know something mm -hmm. that just tastes good. Mm -hmm. Really understanding how that might impact their body. But we're going to be putting tables out at multiple locations, posters up, make ourselves avail available so that people can talk. Like she said, most of the things we deal with are very personal, so people have to be ready to make these changes. They have to, um, handing them the information is one thing, but then working with them to help make them move to the next step, to, right. make, to, to take the time to, to make the change. So we're hoping to get out there and let everybody see what we have to offer and how we can help, and so that when they're ready, we're there. Right, you're not forcing it on anyone, you just are there to help. Held there to help. All right, well, thank you for catching this episode of Tinker Talks. What do you want to know? Who do you want to hear from? We want to hear what you think. Find us on social media at Tinker Air Force Base. <laughs>